The Goal Radio Football Show. Hello everyone, good evening, I'm Paul Cooney. Welcome to a brand new season here on Go Radio. It's the football show. You can call in 0808 1717 700. Glasgow's own, yet we're here and I'm delighted to welcome to the programme the voice of football is Rob McLean. <laughs> Paul, it's great to be here. Um, we're always excited at this stage, aren't we? On the eve of a new football season. But a ball hasn't been kicked in anger for about four and a half months. So we just can't wait to go. And I think radio and television in Scotland needs a great football show. And this is it. Well, you're going to be at two of the big matches this weekend. We'll hear it in a moment or two. And so is a colleague socially distanced from you. From TV, Ali Defoy is joining us. Ali, and you're going to be interviewing interviewing someone very shortly. Who is it? Oh, I'm very excited. Should I tell everyone? Stephen yep, Gerrard? Yep, Stephen oh, Gerrard yes. is going to be with us in a few moments. Not and long. also, you're going to be at Big Match at the weekend. We'll hear about that because you're one of the few who'll be there because Cy Ferry, I know you're missing it, but you've kept us all entertained right over the spring and summer during COVID with the Open Goal podcast. Cy, it's brilliant to have you with us here in Goal. Paul, I'm absolutely delighted to be here. The only down point is, is radio and people can't see us because we are looking magnificent. <laughs> <laughs> now, listen, can I just say something? Of Anyone who watches me play football at three o'clock on a Saturday knows that I like a good drink on a Friday night. So where are we going after this? Back to your house, West Wing, Paul Cooney's house. <laughs> It'll be something like that. Yeah. So 0808 17 17 700. You can text us 87474 or all the socials at Go Football Show. Okay. 0808 1717 700. And we've been working on a show for you tonight, which will include, as we said, Stephen Gerrard and Neil Lennon. We'll also hear from. Barry Ferguson, our new big money signing, who'll be joining us uh, later in the programme, just before six o'clock. Uh, Kenny Miller as well. You'll be catching up with him, Rob. He is uh, down under. He yeah. is indeed. He is at Newcastle Jets, and he's got some interesting thoughts on Alfredo Morales and Rangers. Yep. Uh, looking forward to that. And also, we'll be speaking to someone who was on your uh, podcast. Um, well, just an amazing actor who played some good football as well. But he's he's done. We're going to Las Vegas. Martin Comston, wow. Now listen, he said he played football, but I've spoke to guys that played women and said he was absolutely hopeless, so I'm not having that he was a good football player. Where did it go wrong for him? <laughs> so it's Paul with Ali, with Rob and with Cy. We're looking forward to be with you every night, five till seven, before you go to the match or before you go and enjoy the weekend or whatever. And we're so excited. We've got the big matches tomorrow, Sunday and Monday as well. Football is back and it's been such a long time since we had it. Rob, this is, uh, you know, you and I have been around a couple of years. Yep. There's never been a time like this <laughs> and we're not minimising. It's been so tough for people. People have lost loved ones, uh, the COVID crisis. I think we need football and, and that entertainment to try and take our minds away from it and hopefully look to the day when we all can be back in the football grounds. Yeah, we're mm -hmm. chopping at the bit, aren't we? I mean, the four games tomorrow, one on Sunday and one on Monday night in the, uh, the Scottish Premiership. Back to business from 12.30 tomorrow in the North East at Batondry. Aberdeen Rangers, what a way to start. Indeed, and you'll be there for the match tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, and at uh, Celtic Park on Sunday, so it'll be good to see Celtic and Rangers on the first weekend. And, and I do feel lucky uh, to be seeing some football at close quarters this weekend, because I know many of you out there just can't wait to get back inside the grounds. I think people with great contacts might get in. Sai, are you in for the match? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not, but I will tell you, this is the first yeah. time that I can enjoy a, a first day of the season, because 
I was usually the guy the day before the first game of the season who was so excited and was jumping about the training ground and then the manager would put an arm around me and say I don't know why you're so so excited you're going to be sitting next to me watching tomorrow so tomorrow I can look forward to it and enjoy the football cannot wait great to be back and you'll be wishing you were playing because you're at Peterhead you're still you're on the staff you're only 32 years old you've had a great career but uh, you're a wee bit cruel about yourself aren't you 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 don't take yourself too seriously but you love the football and still love playing oh I love it honestly like Saturday is my my favourite day of the week we go up to Peterhead on a Friday night uh, and it's like a stag do all weekend Uh, the football just gets in the way but I will tell you the the fitness coach texted me yesterday saying um, back 1st of August we want your weight to be sorry 1st of September we want your weight to be 73 kilo weighed myself this morning I'm 78 so I'm in a whole lot of trouble (laughs) I I need to starve myself don't you run 10k every day though I know, but I also dunk about 2010s. So uh, <laughs> Ali, you're going to be at a match as well tomorrow. I am. I'll let you tell be? everyone. Yes, go for it. I'm going to be at the yeah. St Mirren Livy match. So it's going to be socially distanced. I think I'm in the back corner, but uh, looking forward to it as much as any St Mirren fan or Livy fan would be. Yeah, and they've made a lot of changes, haven't they? I mean, he's got a whole new goalkeeper back for Jim Goodwin. He's been busy in the transfer market, and Tony Fitzpatrick's been busy talking about a top six finish as well. What about that? Yeah, so Saints fans, what do you think of that? Give us a call 0808 1717 700. As Rob says, no pressure. No, not yeah. at all. But I think if you think <laughs> Tony Fitzpatrick says that every year, doesn't need to be fair. <laughs> so we'll hear from some of the managers and we want to hear from you. Uh, that's what it's about. Five till seven. We're so up for it. We're looking forward to being with you throughout the season and uh, every night, five till seven, call in 0808 700. Good to be back in the tools. We're trying to do our best here with the technical. They're talking to, they're talking to me about all these things, buttons and all the rest of it. But, you know, so far, so good. Yes, yeah. about five past you. seven tonight. Yeah. Right, first up, because it's the big match tomorrow, uh, we'll look at uh, Celtic in a moment or two. We'll hear from Neil Lennon. But let's look to Rangers up at Pataudry and what a season it's going to be for, well, everyone. And all eyes and ears are going to be on Scotland. What's going to happen? Will there be 10 in a row or is this... Rangers year to prevent it so Ali you this morning headed out not to see him because it's all virtual it's so different how, how is the press conference done now it's amazing it's very sleek I have to say um, or slick should I say maybe yeah. not sleek but it's brilliant it's yeah. really efficient and it's actually quite easy to get your question in so I had a wee chat with Stephen Gerrard this morning early doors it was brilliant Hi Stephen it's Ali DeFoy from the Go Football Show you're into your third season as Rangers manager is this the biggest yet and what is the main goal for the team during the campaign? Well it's the most important because it's new it's fresh the the challenges are all in front of us I think uh, individually from my point of view try and learn and grow and improve from the previous two seasons and try and use them experiences to make yourself better and the team better Um, but of course it's certainly the most important moving forward because it's what we can control. And then the question that everyone wanted to ask, what's the future of their star striker? It is in my hands and it is in my control. Um, but in terms of for any of our players, if they end up going out the door, if evaluations met and we decide collectively that it's the right thing for the football club, we'll always be prepared in any area. Yeah, so he's in control. He's going to he, he's going to be involved in the decision. Although obviously the the bean counters at Ibrox will have a big say in it as well. If if they're offered eighteen million pounds for Alfredo Morales, is the time right? Well, what do you think? Uh, what do you think? Um, is it should he stay or should he go? Is it time to cash in on Alfredo Morales? But it's all happening uh, on the eve of the start of the season. And it could, with the window extended, of course, Si, this this could drag on forever, couldn't it? Yeah, I just, for me, I mean, if Rangers sell Alfredo Morelos, the hand sell like 10 in a row. Alfredo Morelos, for me, being Rangers' best player over the last two years, 
uh, one game single-handedly. Uh, you sell him for that money, £18 million, but do you get the, the quality of player in? Do Does a £6 million player want to come and play in the Scottish League? Mm-hmm. Not for me. I think you say Alfero Morelos, give us one last year to try and stop 10 in a row, and then we'll grant you your wish and, and let you go. But it sounds as though he's going, doesn't it, you think? It does, but... Football's a funny game. Anything can happen. You can get injured at Aberdeen on on Saturday. Mm-hmm. For me, he needs to play. Uh, he needs to play for Rangers on, against Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a Rangers midfielder, fullback, winger, Morelos. We need we need him in the team. Ask Scott McKenna. Ask Mikey Devlin. Do you want Alfredo Morelos to play? No, no. absolutely not. Mm-hmm. Rangers need to play Alfredo Morelos. Also, suitors will be watching him. It would make no sense to me whatsoever not to play him against Aberdeen. So hard to play against. But there must yeah. be a contingency plan, obviously, in place because. Morelis's future has been spoken about almost since he walked in the door they've been talking about him potentially leaving uh, but he is a goal machine and they do have to have a replacement or maybe two replacements lined up because when you think about it uh, Jermaine Defoe's 37, he's injured at the moment he will get injured in the course of the season again as well so, so they need top backup. And it's funny as well because Sam Cosgrove was, was one of them mentioned but he's he now as I just said anything can happen in football he's injured now he's out for four months he would have been a good replacement for me the, other, the, the others that have been mentioned Dykes, Shankland are they going to win you a league? For me, no mm. So you need to keep a hold of him Ellis. until you know there's a guy there that you can go and get in who's going to come here and score you 20 goals why, why you would sell him other than money would be beyond me You're on the Go Radio Football Show Paul Cooney Ali Defoy is there Rob McLean and Cy Ferry from the Open Goal Podcast and uh, it's the FA Cup final as well this weekend and soon you'll be uh, you've got uh, another special guest coming on that Well there's talks yeah? Kieran Tierney uh, we've, uh, I've been speaking to Kieran he's done he's done absolutely tremendous doing there I think he's he's starting to show how, how good a player he is um, I know he's starting to love it doing there and uh, we're hopeful that in the next couple of weeks he'll maybe come on Open Goal and and, and give us a few stories about um, Aubameyang and your Lacazette yeah. living the dream eh? amazing isn't it yes. um, and Billy Gilmer will be there another great player obviously he's not playing he's injured but just before you know the, the pandemic struck he was sensational yeah yeah, and he was yeah. forcing his way into the Scotland yeah. squad as well because if he's uh, good enough then he's old enough because uh, it's not as if uh, we're, we're spoiled for choice at times so Billy Gilmore is a contender Kieran Tierney starting now for, for Arsenal it's great when you can list off quite a number of players now playing for top clubs in England playing for the top clubs in Scotland as well and we'll get Stevie Clark on the show in the coming days and weeks as well on the Go Football show um, because we want to know how he is shaping up for that massive match against Israel can we make it to Euro 2021 of course we can yeah. <laughs> we'll be there we hope it's been such a long time let's hope so okay we're going to switch now so Celtic play on Sunday you'll be back for that one Rob yeah it's a 4.30 kick off against Hamilton Ackies and and some Celtic fans will be thinking well that's a that's a shoo-in but Hamilton have been difficult opponents both for Rangers and Celtic unpredictable at times but uh, Neil Lennon's team want to get off to a top start chasing of course 10 in a row and that's what it's been asked about this afternoon well I think it's, it's been mentioned for the last few seasons Mark you know um, when I came back in, we won the year. People were talking about ten. You know, we won last year. People were talking about ten. Now we're in this season. We can put all up the one side. I, I don't think the pressure is as intense as it was over the previous two seasons, but it'll still be heavy and a big expectation. And it'll be down to the rest of them to try and stop. You know, this group of players that've been absolutely magnificent over the last six, seven seasons in terms of consistency and winning trophies. And um, you know, we'll look them in the eye tomorrow and see if they want more of that. And I'm sure they will. 
what do you think, Si? You know, under the great jocks team, they got to nine. Yeah. Then Rangers with uh, Sunis and then Walter Smith got to nine, but couldn't get to ten. What do you think this season for Celtic? Uh, I haven't known some of the boys that are in the Celtic's dressing room right now. They're serial winners. It's like these guys now, it's different in, in, in these times. These guys do not have a life outside football. Really? These yeah. Celtic players will not be in nightclubs. They will not be drinking at night. They they are so focused on football and they're serial winners, as I say. Three trebles in the last three years. I can only see, looking at Celtic's squad, they, they will add to it. For me, Celtic are in a very strong position to be to be ten in a row. It's interesting when he says that the pressure is not as intense as it was for seven, eight, and nine. You would think that going to break the record and to get into double figures for titles on the trot, it must be massive. But they've, as Sai says, they've got massive belief behind them. When you look at that that squad, it's. Uh, Pretty much an unchanged squad. They've lost Fraser Forster. He, he was on loan, of course, from from Southampton. But that is a loss because he was a he was a big oh. presence in goals. He, he won games for them as much as Odson Edwards' goals at times uh, won games for Celtic. So so he is a miss. And obviously Vasilis Barkas, the the Greek international from AEK Athens, he's arrived at Celtic. And only time will tell us whether he is an adequate replacement or not. Uh, you know, we see him for the first time with the guys today and. We'll have a look at him again tomorrow. If not, Scott Bean will be ready to play. And um, you know, he only arrived in the country on on Wednesday, and it's been a you know very hectic few days for him. But we'll see if he's rested and recovered and how he is tomorrow. Yep, the new keeper. He, he was immense last season, wasn't he? Fraser Foster was one of the reasons, as, as Rob said, that uh, Celtic had such a gap and, and took the title. Yeah, it's just funny on that. He's only been in the country since Wednesday. Yeah. I don't see how that matters. I mean, I could be in a country one day or three weeks and I'd still be hopeless. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, for me, Hamilton on, on uh, is it Sunday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the perfect chance to put him in. You know, you probably won't even get a shot against him. Um, you put Scott Bain in goals, Scott Bain does well, you've then got a problem. Mm. If you want your guy to be in goals for me, you play him Saturday. Put, um, you put your cards on the table this is going to be my goalie for the season such an important position in the team I think uh, the Celtics back four you know El Hamed's injured quite a bit mm-hmm. one thing you need is a stable goalkeeper and you've seen that with Fraser Forster last year and for me him added with the return of Lee Griffiths really won Celtic both the League Cup and, and, and League title okay. it's important isn't yeah. it psychologically um, because he is so solid, he's such a the big wall behind the the Celtic defence that he does breed confidence throughout the team. And psychologically, there maybe is a feeling of a of a slight drop down in standard. But maybe Vasilis Barkas will shove those words back down my throat because uh, maybe maybe he's going to be even better. But um, Celtic usually deal pretty well in the transfer market. I mean, the recruitment in the last mm, 10 phenomenal. years, say 10, 12 years, has been amazing. You were saying about the professionalism, the, the, the way that Celtic are focused, but there's nobody more focused in football over the years than Stephen Gerrard, and he's surely brought that into Rangers as well, side that that winning mentality. I, I think you can have that as a manager, Paul, yep. but you need it throughout your squad. It cannot just be the manager. You know, dressing rooms now, they run themselves. And it's what Celtic's got, and it's such a makes Neil Lennon's job so much easier than Stephen Gerrard's, is he's got leaders throughout his team, so he won't need to be constantly on at players that this is what we need to do, this is the standards that we need to set, because guys like Scott Brown, Callum McGregor, James Forrest do that for him, and it makes his job a lot easier, and and that's where I feel that Celtic have got the upper hand over Rangers. You know, you look at Rangers squad. For me, is James Tavernier a captain? No, for me, I think Alan McGregor would be better suited to being a captain. Uh, you maybe got Steve Davis who would do that with the boys. Then after that, you're you're struggling to find guys that have been there and done it, and that that know what it takes. 
over a course of a season to win to win trophies. The talking has started, the action gets underway tomorrow. This is the Go Radio football show, 0808 17 17 700. And this weekend, I know we're saying, what are the matches? So tomorrow at 12.30, Rob will be there, Aberdeen against Rangers. Uh, and Ali, you've got the list of all the games tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. that one's going to be on Sky. Dundee United are against St Johnson at 3pm. It'll be Tannadice. Hibs are Easter Road with Kilmarnock. That's 3 o'clock. And St Mirren Livingston, 3 o'clock as well. And as you were saying earlier, Rob is off to Celtic Park. Hamden, uh, playing Hamilton at 4.30 on Sunday so it's a slightly different time and then Monday as well Ross County or Motherwell at 7.45 on Sky. Looking forward to it. Okay, coming up next it's Kenny Miller. Rob is off to Australia. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to hear what he has to say. We'll hear from Barry Ferguson as well in about 40 minutes. We'll hear from Jackie McNamara on the programme and there's some more later from Neil Lennon as well. That's coming up next here on Go. The Go Radio Football Show. Let's go. Paul Cooney and the gang here, Rob, Ali and Cy Ferry 0808 I'm mentioning the number but apparently so many people have called in, so many people are listening and Alexa, genuinely, it's crashed. Now is this a PR handout or is this true? Ali? <laughs> no it actually is true, lots of people on Twitter and the at GoFootballShow if you want to get in touch with us on our Twitter feeds, all our socials are there as well. But yeah we have crashed but if you want to try and check us on DAB online and the smart speakers are a little bit crashed at the moment. Stephen Gerrard's been on already saying he's in control, he'll decide what's happening with the star player so more from him later and Neil Lennon saying yeah no real pressure for them for 10 in a row Celtic going for it it's going to be some season and be with us every single day every night 5 till 7 so Rob McLean has caught up with the former Rangers striker, I mean, what a player sight oh, was Kenny Miller. Ke- I love mean, Kenny Miller, yeah. really good player. Lord great, unbelievable, great touch, great link-ups, goal scorer. Uh, Kenny was at Celtic when I was a young kid, and he was, yeah, I really enjoy- enjoyed watching him. What a pro. Because I was never playing him, I was always watching him. <laughs> 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 cleaning the boots. <laughs> All right, cleaning his boots. Huh? Here's Rob with Kenny. Let's talk to Kenny Miller. I should stress this is recorded, Kenny, because if we were talking live on the show, it would be the middle of the night and you probably wouldn't be too happy. <laughs> Not at all, no. It's uh, uh, lying in my, my bed. I miss my afternoon nap as well the day, yeah. Rob, so I'm, it's, it's, it's a late night for me, this. Well, don't give me any more details about lying in your bed, <laughs> if you don't mind. Um, senior Technical Director or something, is that is that your title at Newcastle Jets in Australia? Yeah, that's officially, yeah. But again, it's just working on a on a daily basis with a manager. Obviously, we've, we've came back about a month ago now. We had our first couple of weeks in quarantine and then the last two or three weeks we've been kind of back down to work on the grass, getting the lads ready for the four games that were that were left to finish off the season and then we'll be a short break and pretty much back in there. So things have been going pretty well. Why did you head down under? Was it something we said? It was. I was fed up with everything that was going on back home. I thought, that's it, I'm getting out of here. So, like again, if, I've always said it would probably be the opportunity that would lead me to retire rather than me retire and then seeing what was next on the on the agenda. So this kind of came at a decent time and then this opportunity came up to work with our a friend of mine I've known for 20 years, uh, Carol Robinson, first met in Wolves back in 2001. Originally the first team coach in Vancouver when I went out to the MLS and then he took over as a manager. So I always tell the boys that I kick-started his managerial career because I played in his first game and scored two goals in a 4-1 win against the New York Red Bulls. <laughs> so I always tell the boys across that I've started his managerial career off and put him on the right track. It couldn't be going any better. You'll be keeping tabs on the on Scottish football getting back underway again. I'm wondering what you're thinking 
about Rangers and their chances of stopping Celtic doing 10 in a row? No, of course. I'm, uh, I've always got one eye on, on what's going on back home, whether it be obviously the Scottish League, where I've always had a great interest in it, or even back back down in England. It's, it was actually good to have the football back. It passed a wee bit of time in, uh, in quarantine there where I could actually watch a bit of football yeah. when I was on lockdown. So it was... Uh, but uh, yeah, really looking forward to league starting this week. It's, uh, it's, a, it's always a, it's a big weekend, obviously for for Rangers going up to Petardry. It's, it's, uh, it comes, it's a big, big game. Real tough start. Might be made a little bit tougher if if the Morelos situation develops over the coming days. So it's uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to starting in terms of. Any chance of answering the Rangers, question? Isn't it? <laughs> a, well, I, I think they can. It's a big year. It's a big, big year, and it's. Can they stop 10 in a row? Well, I think they can. But what uh, they need to do is show the consistency over the course of a season. If you think about Stephen's first year when he came into the job, consistency of results and performances was was uh, a negative towards the team. Uh, they played in spits and spats. They had runs in three and four games rather than runs in nine and ten games, which you need to win a league. But last year, for the first six months, they looked all but uh, title contenders. And then the wheels fell off again after the break. Very similar to what happened in the first year. So it's, uh, it's putting that six months form in the start of last season into, over the course of a whole season. And if they do that, they'll not be far away. Celtic are the favourites. There's no doubt about it, and rightly so. But nothing's a formality in football. You can't take anything for granted. And even hearing the noises coming out of Celtic, there's no way they're going to take their foot off the gas. So Rangers are going to have to be right at it for the, for the whole season, even get close. Are you surprised that as we speak, Morelos is unresolved. He's still a Rangers player, but the the rumour machine looks like having him moving on pretty sharpish, um, which leaves Rangers having to replace a goal machine. Um, are you surprised about how that's developed so close to the start of the season? Well, it's a, it's a positive and a negative for me. The negative being that there's a lot of speculation again surrounding and a bit of uncertainty going into an opening weekend, which is always huge. It's always a huge weekend. I mean, if, if Rangers were not to get the win, there'll be so much negativity thrown towards the team and the club about a poor start. And if they're going to go into that game without Morelos and Defoe's injured, I'm hoping that they've got a ready-made uh, a replacement ready to step into the shoes. So positive for me is they're holding out for the right money. I think they should get good good value for him and he's scored a, a lot of goals over the, over the three years he's been at Ibrox. Uh, and I think they should command a decent fee and a fee which will allow, if reinvested into the squad, uh, allow Stephen to then go and strengthen other areas of the pitch, not just the striker position. If you'd had a say in the decision, would you have got rid of him? Is he more trouble than he's worth? Because he's worth a lot in terms of his goals. Um, but is he, has he become a liability in terms of his, his discipline? Well, again, his discipline had significantly improved last year, Rob. I mean, the season before, what was it, five red cards, and I think all of them got rescinded bar two. So it was, or three, it was, uh, so it wasn't great last year. Up until December, it looked like, well, there was no there was no red cards, and then he had day two red cards in the three or four game spell. So it was, it was his form after the year that was more concerning for me rather than his discipline, because I think a lot of the talk surrounding him, and they had a fantastic year really, really strong first half of the season, not just in goal scoring, but his performances in Europe were I mean some of the games he was unplayable Rob. He was he was absolutely excellent and he followed those performances up with big goals and against good European outfits with real pedigree. So 
Yeah, that's the, the, big, yeah. the big surprise was that was that he didn't score in old firm games, wasn't it? Because he did he scored brilliant goals in European ties against top opposition. I think it's the only game he never scored in Rob. And again, that's that's another thing for a for a Rangers striker that will get levelled at you to not want to score against Celtic in these big games where it matters. And again, the, the game that comes to mind for me was the was the cup final. You know, it was there was so many opportunities and it was a real dominant performance for Rangers, an excellent performance for Rangers, and and it should have led to. It should have led to lifting the cup, but never. And and you lose the game one 0 off a set play where you've had you know what was it seven eight chances in that game and maybe five or six of them are dropped to Morelos, obviously the penalty as well. So that's the game that comes to mind. But listen, his his goal scoring record has been phenomenal since since he came to the club, and that's why there was so much talk about him going into that January transfer window. Again, it was trying to stop nine at the time, so the, the noises were we need to keep Alfredo, we need to keep that level of goal up. Unfortunately for Rangers, the, like I said, the goals dried up and the performances were sub substandard after the after the after the winter break. So I think now might be the time for him. I think the, the chats are from Alfredo as he's always wanted to maybe move on and test himself at a different level, a different league. Uh, and it now looks like that time has come. And I just hope, like I said, that the the club get the right price for him. I don't know what is it going to be, fifteen to twenty million. I think that that level it does give. It'll give the manager the scope that he can go and not just get a replacement in and a decent replacement at that. It'll allow him, if he invested in the team, to go and strengthen other areas of the squad and make it a. And hopefully make the challenge stronger. Over so the course what's, your, of what's, your, what's your gut feeling then, finally, uh, about the season? Is your gut feeling that Rangers can become heroes and stop 10 in a row, or do you think there's no stopping Celtic? I'm looking for a straight answer no, I, this time, I, if you can. Yes, I think they can. They can stop Celtic. But again, it has to be over the course of the season, Rob. It's not over over half a season or, or over over 26 games, 27 games. It needs to go all the way to 38 games because the, the, the 20, 22 games before the shutdown, they were excellent and put themselves in a fantastic position to go and challenge and push Celtic all the way to the second half. But they fell down. So it's basically they can show that level of form over the course of the season. And I've no doubt it'll be close. Celtic will be favourites, uh, and rightly so, like I said, but there's no formality. You can't take anything for granted. Great stuff there, Kenny Miller. A lot to talk to Sai about there. Yeah, and it was, it was a long trip to Newcastle and Australia as well. Wait, first, wait, wait, first us or in the cow? <laughs> this is go. <laughs> it was uh, platinum class. So he, he thinks Rangers can do it, but he... Hedged his bets, I think. Wait to see. Yeah, he took he took a bit of nailing down there, but yeah. uh, no interesting views uh, about Fred Merrillis and what he does, and it's it's just a, it's a massive talking point, isn't it, on the eve of the new season getting itself underway. Um, and Stephen Gerrard, when he was asked today, didn't uh, didn't say that uh, Morelos was definitely playing. He's in the squad, but mm. you would imagine, surely, minus yeah. Defoe injured, uh, Fred Morelos has got to be a starter side. The way Rangers have got to look at this as well is when Rangers were going for nine in a row the last time, you know, they had big experienced guys like Goff and McCoist on the back of winning nine titles in a row. And Celtic, on paper, had a much worse squad than Rangers did. And Celtic ended up winning the league after losing their first two games. So it can be done. You know, Rangers yeah. need to look at that, that Celtic team that stopped ten in a row and think um, if they could have done it against our Rangers squad, then I think we can do it. You know, there's no doubt that Rangers have got good players. You've seen that against a, a great team in Celtic. You know, most games last year, Rangers were the better team in them. But what they're missing is the same in Kenny's interview there when he said about maybe Morelos with the 
with the Celtic and Rangers games he's not scored it's that mindset it's that, they're the games that you need to do it and mm-hmm. that's what Rangers are maybe just missing just now well let's hear from the Rangers captain because Ali was on the press conference today with him Hi there James, it's Ali Defoy from the Go Radio Football Show with all the unique measures that yourself and the team have had to go through and adjust to during this pre-season how are you all feeling uh, in the lead up to this new campaign? We're ready to go, it's been a long time since we've played obviously competitive football and you know, I think we're all dying to, to get the whistle blown uh, tomorrow. So it's it's been a, a long time waiting. Um, but in that time, we've had a, a good long pre-season where we've worked on a lot of stuff, which we wouldn't normally. So now we're really excited and ready to go. It's going to be some season, Rob. I mean, it's all sounding very cool and calm, isn't it? From Stephen Gerrard yeah. and from James Tavernier there. But what a massive season it is for uh, Gerrard and the club. I mean, Stephen Gerrard is a, a serial winner, isn't he? As a, as a footballer with Liverpool. And he won't want to be departing Rangers as a loser, that's for sure. So he will want to make sure that his team can stop Celtic in their tracks. That's Rob McLean on the Go Radio Football Show, 0808. 17, 17, 700. First caller is John on the line. John, good evening. Hi, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Where Hi, are you? John, all right, mate. Yeah, not bad. I'm, I'm in coming old. Ah, in coming old. John, what are you thinking? Um, well, it was just more of a point. If Rangers are to mount a serious title challenge, so I just heard what Side said about the mindset, which I think is obviously vital. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you see other issues being corrected then from last season, especially post-January? And Ty talked about the experienced players that Rangers had um, going for that 10 in a row season. Do you think Forster not being able to be secured by Celtic could be a massive swing? Yeah, definitely. Uh, as I say, you know, for me, uh, the spine of the team is so important. And um, again, it's a, it's a gamble with a new goalkeeper. We, we don't know, he could come here and no play, never played in front of 60,000 people before. You might not be able to deal with it. So for me, a goalkeeper, your centre half, centre midfield, and your centre forward are the uh, and the spine of your team, and that's where you need your leaders. So definitely, Fraser Forster would have been a no-brainer for me. Eight million pound to pay, you definitely would have paid it. Uh, so that is that again. Rangers can look at that and think that that could be a wee a wee positive for them. Um, what was what was the other point, John? John, what was the other point? Sorry, mate. Um, where do you see the issues that Rangers? Oh, Rangers. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so again, I think Steven Gerrard uh, struggled after January was when they lost a couple of games. I thought he should have changed his formation, maybe changed a couple of players. But I think Neil Lennon done that very well after the old uh, the old Firm game. Uh, he went three five two. He brought Griffiths in with Edward, uh, and and Celtic played a totally different way of football. Whereas Rangers, uh, from what I've seen, maybe lost one or two games and they continued to stick with the same players in the same positions. Uh, it's a really surprised me that he never changed it up and went maybe 3-5-2 with Defoe and Morelos up front. Just give teams that they're playing against something different to think about. What are you thinking, John? Do you, do you see a shift in the balance of power this season? I'm not sure. I think I think Cyrus spot on there. Um, if I look at Celtic last year, assuming Celtic dropped points, they won 11 games in a row, then they won 8 games in a row. Rangers had never went more than five games in a row and fans noticed that to see when things are going well. Mm. I know we went 16 games unbeaten. There did seem a, a reluctance to change. Um, it will be interesting for us to see. It's the first time we've had Kent for a full pre-season. Um, a rebo looks really fresh. Yeah. And although we've got the same thing as Celtic, it'll be nice to see um, a, a title challenge with like 100 
European pre-qualifiers before the season starts. I think your point's an interesting one too about Fraser Forster. I mean, it could be a, a psychological issue, couldn't it? When you've got a giant of a goalkeeper in all sorts of ways who's winning you games um, and then suddenly you don't have him, that could make a big difference. Yeah. John, thanks for your call. Oh wait, oh wait. Thank you. Thanks, All the best. John. Enjoy the season. Cheers, John. Seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. You can text us eight seven four seven four. Ali, are they working again? Things did crash genuinely. Yes, the texts yeah. are working. Okay. Um, yeah. It looks like. So, uh, if you want to get in touch or in the socials at Go Football Show, you can do that too. Yep. Rob, all the family been texting in and calling, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. If, if, <laughs> family, friends, Rob. Yeah, if you could start listening in smaller numbers, that would be useful. <laughs> all the socials at Go Football Show. Yeah, if you join us, the Go Radio Football Show. If you missed Go Breakfast with Crofty, Adele, and Grado, you missed this. I've had somebody ask me to buy my my pants. What? I thought they made them one of my leotards because wrestling fans like to buy memorabilia. I got an email, right. can I buy your underwear? And I went, do you mean, do you, do you mean my, my leotard? They said, no, your underwear. So I was with my mate and he says, get them sell £150. But the guy wanted to see pictures of me in the underwear. Oh, no, I can't cope. <laughs> you tell me you didn't do it. Well, I cut my heat out, sent it away. That's it. I, I sent him back the picture. How did there. you get the money? How do you know I sold them? Because oh, I know you. I know you well enough to know it. My good pre-mark number sent second class. Go breakfast with Crofty, Adele and Grado. Back Monday morning when you wake up. It's Let's go. Yeah, the home of Crofty, Adele and Grado. We all experienced it this week. It was amazing, the breakfast show. I have to tell you, the investment here in these new studios is phenomenal. I've worked at Capital, Clyde, Hart. No, not Hart, but been loads of them. This is sensational. This is something that Glasgow, provided we get it right on air, people are going to love it. And they're loving the breakfast show, Crofty, Adele and Grado, from six every morning. Rob, you struggled a wee bit. You did, getting in here for half past seven. Well, I, I wasn't sure that the breakfast show went out that early in the morning, to be honest. And it did test me. But I got here and it was all systems go. I think it's quite appropriate to throw that Grado's on the radio for two hours because I think that's how long it takes him to eat his breakfast the amount he eats. Right. <laughs> well, I saw him in the record during the week and he said he's put on two stone during the week. He looked pretty good the other morning, so uh, you'll I'm catch sure him. I'm sure love to hear that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah he's, looking, he's looking great. He loves his football. He's so delighted that Barry Ferguson will be joining us. Barry will be on in about 20 minutes. And in two minutes, we're going to speak to Martin Comston. I mean, he could have been playing at Morton, as he did uh, just a few years ago sensational the career he's having so he's a huge football fan and he's going to join us just in a second or two but Rob when you're doing the match tomorrow and on Sunday uh, the players this year uh, will be taking the knee over the events uh, over the summer in America and it's right that people are for equality and standing up for what's right so we're going to see the Scottish player, the players in Scotland tomorrow and over the weekend taking the knee Yeah absolutely and we're going to hear right now from the Kilmarnock manager um, Alex Dyer on uh, his players, his Kilmarnock players uh, taking the knee, supporting Black Lives Matter at Easter Road before the game against Hibs. Well it's a big, big statement because it, all, all eyes are going to be on Scottish football. I think it's the only, really only league out there. So it's important that Scottish football do their part and show their stance against it. It is a big issue, it always has been a big issue and, it, and, it's, and it's about time that you know that people are coming together and, and taking responsibility and it, it doesn't mean whether it, you know just because you're black it's about a black thing it's not it's, it's it's about fairness in life that's all it is you know and respect 
bought really well, didn't they? He did, yeah. Mm-hmm. They've come on, uh, you know, they missed Stevie Clark, the change last year. I think it's been a good move, though, to have him there permanently as the manager. He's really well respected. Yeah, it'll be good uh, for him to get a run at it. And uh, he's got pretty much the same squad as he did. Stephen O'Donnell is the, the highest profile departure from Kilmarnock. But they've they've got Danny Rogers, the Aberdeen goalkeeper. And they've also got Aaron McGowan, the right back from Hamilton Ackies, who I thought looked a pretty useful mm. player. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how Alex Dyer does uh, against Kilmarnock. But it's a tough start, Si, uh, against Hibs at Easter Road. Yeah, I think um, Kilm- uh, Kilmarnock are very well Coached. I think you can see that when you pl- you see them play Celtic and Rangers. You know they're always very hard to beat. For me, Power and Dicker are, are very good in the middle of the pitch. You know, if I was an Aberdeen, a Hibs, or a Hearts, I'd be looking to get uh, Dicker and Power in. Uh, I, I agree 100 percent. No, but I watched Taakis a few times last year, and I thought McGowan was very good. You know, everyone talks about Stephen O'Donnell's um, ability going forward, but I thought that's where Command got caught quite a lot last year uh, on the counter attack from when O'Donnell was attacking. McGowan's more a defensive fullback who'll sit in his slot and. And lend the ball to players. So, I think, as I say, Finlay at the back as well for me is massive for Kilmarnock. Um Great spine of the team, as I spoke about before, with Finlay, Dicker, Power, and, and Brophy up front. So, Kilmarnock, no worries for them. Okay, they'll be playing Hibs tomorrow, St Mirren, Livingston, more of that shortly. Dundee United, St Johnson, Aberdeen Rangers at 12.30. And then on Sunday, Celtic against Hamilton, the champions. Will the flag be going up, Rob? We'll come back to you in a moment or two. And Monday night, Ross County against Motherwell. Well, I'm delighted now on the phone, one of our uh, first special guests is Martin Comston. Martin, you're in Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us in Glasgow. Ah, no bother at all. The Godfather, Paul Cooney, back on the radio. <laughs> they said it would The young pretender, up. Simon Ferry. Yes, the young pretender, you? you must have been bricking it when you heard that. <laughs> By the way, just to make you feel even better, you're in Vegas, mate. We're in the Gorbals, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Martin Comston, where did it all go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> Martin, well, look, guys, thanks for having yeah. me on. It sounds like a great—he's off to a flyer, so thanks for having me. A pleasure. And I know that obviously you're football mad. You follow your club, Celtic. But is there part of you, despite all the success, line of duty, uh, the nest as well? We want to ask you about that house you were uh, staying in uh, during that one down uh, Loch Lomond Way. But is there part of you, uh, Martin, at the start of the season, wishes I wish I was still playing? Oh, of course. I mean, look, if I had I had the ability. I mean, if I had a chance to play for Celtic, then there would be no way I'd have followed the career I did. And it's not to be negative about these things, but I think sometimes knowing your limitations could be a good thing. Um, I didn't think I was ever going to get higher than sort of first division or championship as it is now Scotland. And I thought it was pretty good at the acting and I could give it a go. But I mean, as Simon will tell you, that like cleaning the boots for the lads with the ghetto blaster on and just the carrying on, coming in every day, day to day, having a laugh with your mates and having a kick out of ball, there was, there was nothing better. You won't get much of a chance for that in Las Vegas. When are you going to be back for uh, Line of Duty? Is that going to be back on soon in, in production? Because obviously because of COVID. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, no, but I hope so. I mean, we were, a, we were a quarter of the way through filming Series 6 when we got called. We've got a definite date we're working towards, um, but I don't think there'll be any announcement, but just because the situation's so fluid that it might change. But I'm looking forward to Jen Mercurio's biggest writing challenges that when I started that series, I was... Pale and skinny, and now I'm fat and tanned. So <laughs> Thought the, you were Gary Harkins for a minute. I'll be on the, I'll be on the Lee Griffiths diet. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> You've changed a wee bit since week sixteen. Ah, you know it's been it's been a long time though. I mean, I, I got a 
I, I seen a thing coming on that other day, and it really, I think it has been nearly 16 years. You know, it's, it's scary when you think how it's kind of flown by. But so how old were you, Martin, at the time show. of Sweet 16? Don't say Sweet 16. <laughs> I think I was. I think I was just turned 17. I just left school. Um, so I just signed my first. I uh, just signed with Morton, and um, I just finished my exams when I did it. Martin, can I ask you a question? It's Sai. Uh, is it harder to find H or Gordon Smart at the bar when it's his round? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, both of them are mythical creatures. <laughs> oh, have you had his whiskey though? It is nice, eh? Oh, I, I, I do like a bull cop of dog. Actually, he knows his stuff. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, he's a top lad. But the thing is, as soon as we find H, mate, I'm out of a job and the series is finished. So I hope we never find him. <laughs> Hopefully it'll be series 10. Someone else has popped into the studio <laughs> that you'll know and you'll have watched is uh, Owen Coyle. Owen's with us here and uh, wants to say hello to you, Martin. Martin, how are you? No bad, Owen. How's yourself? Aye, great. I mean, obviously, I, I remember you back in the day when you were a talented player. So it'll be great to see you doing so well. Ah, oh, thank you, and that's very kind. It means a lot coming from you, pal. This is like this is your life. <laughs> <laughs> Ali Defoy, Ali wants to say hello. Hi there, how you doing? Hey Ali, how's it going? You alright? Yeah, it's good. I have to say, absolutely loved the nest. Is there going to be another one? Everybody's chomping at the bit. Is it going to happen, do you think? I, I, know, I don't think we will, but you know why? Because it's. I think Ali, with these things, people are too... I've seen too many originals ruined by a bad sequel because mm-hmm. um, I think people are scared to leave things alone. You know, I, I don't quite know where those characters... I mean, I definitely I know the offer would be on the table if we wanted to do it and would work with those people again, but there's some series you've watched and it was a great one-off and then they try and bring it back just for the sake of it and it kind of ruins the the memory of the first one in my mind. So I think sometimes you've just got to be brave and, and walk away with it. I would love to work with them all again because it was... I mean, it was a job of a lifetime um, driving about in a Bentley with a Celtic top on and all that kind of thing. You had a lot Didn't of praise. Sounds like Frank McAvenny's life. <laughs> you had a lot of praise for Mirren <laughs> Mack. She's from, of course, Glasgow as well and, and starting out in her career. What was it like? Did it remind you of when you sort of started out in Sweet 16? Oh, absolutely. I think the wee and she's from Stirling. Um, very, she's very proud of that. So hmm. I just think, but the, um, I think what was great is... Me and Sophie Rundle, Sophie's brilliant. I think people know Sophie from Peaky Blinders yeah. and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. the enthusiasm um, that Mirren brought the job, there was one day she got a limp and she put a stone in her shoe just to have the limp. And you're looking at her going, that's the stuff I used to do. And when did I get so cynical? You know I mean? I'm just worried about when my, my lunch break's coming up. <laughs> and the days are, you know, you suddenly become old. But when somebody's that, that good and that enthusiastic and love it, it can't not rub off on you. And I think that sort of transcended the whole job. It's, Mark, it's Mark great. McLean here. I, I, did I hear you saying at the time that you reckoned that was that was about the best thing you'd done, the nest? Well, it would be up there, Rob, just because Nicole Taylor, I think people know from uh, Wild Rose and Three Girls, you know, Nicole's a, a phenomenal writer and uh, she wrote that part specifically with me in mind. Um, wow. So just act, acting-wise, I could let fly, you know, I think. Mm. I love Line of Duty and all that kind of things, but it's sometimes it was it was if I didn't need to learn the lines yeah. just when I was reading them they were just coming out of me yeah. it all just yeah. made sort of perfect sense and I sort of instinctively knew how I was going to play each scene the first time I read it you know it just mm. seemed to come very naturally and I think we've got a cast like Sophie and you've got sort of David Heyman and Kate Dickey and all that around you it's in filming in the west of Scotland and it's the first time 
because Nicole's got a lot of power now as a writer, and rightly so, because of what she's achieved. So she would specifically put in the notes when the accents got stronger. And <laughs> so was, usually you've got a producer in your ear going, like, you need to make this clear for somebody in Leamington Spa or something. Yeah. And it drives you up the wall <laughs> um, because it takes away from uh, how authentic it is. And it's the first time you could just say to a producer going, no, this is how we speak here and that's how it's going to be how done. And that was yeah. very liberating. <laughs> <laughs> Martin, we've got, <laughs> half, we've got half of Glasgow wants to uh, be in here and be on. The phones are going crazy to speak to you. We're going to ask you about the uh, what's going to happen this year. But this wouldn't be happening without the chairman of Go Radio, Willie Hockey, Lord Hockey's here. Willie and Martin. How are you, wee man? I'm not bad. I'm after one of them cocktails you were cooking. What was that, Willie? You made that <laughs> well, listen, Martin, I'm glad I've had a wee chance to catch you here. Uh, since you left my house after dinner that night, two of my silver spoons and forks are missing. <laughs> Who are you kidding, silver? They were all gold. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to talk to you. Thanks for coming on. Not at all, Willie. Thanks again for having us. Great, Great, Martin. Before you go, so what's going to happen this season? About 10 in a row, what do you feel? Can your team do it? Oh, I mean, it's just it's a surreal season, Paul, because it's it's the, it's the one we've all been waiting for. You know, it's, it's the one we've been dreaming of and it's the biggest season in my lifetime as a Celtic fan. And it's just a shame. I mean, it's right the way we're starting it. You know, no fans, people's uh, health comes first. But yeah. I've got every confidence. I, I, I would like to have another centre-half in there for a couple. I don't know how many years we put, through, put ourselves through the Champions League qualifiers with not having a, a defence sorted. But, I mean, we've won nine in a row now. We've won, what is it, 11 trophies on the bounce. So, uh, you can't be anything but confident. So, bring it on. <laughs> Owen, <laughs> what would you say? What do you feel? No, I, I think the, the quality that Celtic have, everybody's seen it. And, uh, and obviously Rangers have got a lot to do I think a lot of uh, it's an exciting season there's no doubt about it I mean we, we've got the best game in the world we've got two obviously fantastic teams for different yeah, reasons course, but I yeah. think you know when you look at the quality Celtic have and I think they will add to it you know for me it's going to take an awful lot to stop them you, bo- you love yeah. getting the boots on yourself as well Martin for the charity <laughs> games anything else anything coming up well it's, it's a bit of shit I think um uh, soccer aid and stuff uh, everything like that I mean soccer aid that's been a dream come true playing that as well I mean obviously running out at, at Parkhead in front of 60,000 um, is what I always want to do and being able to do that a couple of times was something else um, but soccer aid this year we were all planning a big game I think they're going to try somehow bring it out but no I mean as I say I'm 36 now and getting slower by the day so <laughs> if that's the last time I've kicked a ball then, then fair dues but no I'd love well, all these games, they are a dream come true because especially I get a chance to play with my heroes, you know, to have, because even if I'd have made that, I'd have never got a chance to play with Henrik Larsson. And I mean, running, he sat beside me. It's the first time I've been very lucky to meet some some very talented and famous people in my career, but he was the only time I was shaking and I literally couldn't speak um, when he sat beside me. You know, I was like, uh, it's the first time. I'm never yeah, usually kind of short of a word or two, but yeah, he, that was something else. And what about when you did the Open Goal podcast with uh, Sai? How did you feel? How was that? That was tremendous, wasn't it, Martin? <laughs> oh, I think I, I think it both of us were hung over. So we just sort of clung in there through it the whole time. <laughs> but no, I mean, it's, it's brilliant what the lads are doing, especially Simon, especially throughout lockdown. I think it's been incredible what he's doing and keeping people's spirits up. I mean, I think the two of them coming out a week has been a highlight for a lot of people and keeping them going. So well done to the lads. And good to see the Bolt Slaney back. Yes, are you coming to the Hydro? Aye, well, if it ever, if it ever happens. <laughs> <laughs> January 29th, mate, two tickets for you, you and uh, Pinball. 
And do you not feel bad that you took his success because he was the real star of Sweet Sixteen, wasn't he? Ah, uh, yeah, no, not at all. Mate. Not at all. <laughs> You're right, he was, but not at all. Wee Slaney, brilliant man. Martin, what's it like being the voice of a radio station? I know you've done so many incredible things in your career, but you are the voice of Go Radio. How does it feel? I have not heard it yet, Al. Chris, let's hear one. I've Can we drag one over? Not heard it yet. Right, Martin, we're going to play it back to you. Uh, we'll play. A good, it's, fun, it's absolutely brilliant gets everybody up in the morning at the breakfast show and we've got Martin Compson all day long yep. we've, we've got, here we go is it? made in Glasgow for the west of Scotland this is Go Radio there you are how was it for you? I now understand it, what all my mates all my mates in Greenock are talking about when I say I do a stupid posh phone boy <laughs> how did we get you for that? that's amazing how did we get you Martin? he got some forks I yeah. think you've got it Lord, yeah. Lord Willie yeah, loves how to pull the string. Absolutely. And the gold cutlery. Right. Martin, yeah. thanks very much for joining us in Vegas. We've actually had great weather here today. It was 28 degrees. I know it's what early, well, it's 10 ish for you. Uh, another sunny day in yeah, Las so Vegas. It's 110 here. <laughs> oh, wow. Here, so. <laughs> Martin, we're really chuffed. It's great to hear you uh, on Go Radio. Football phone in, we're here. You can tune in anywhere in the world. And uh, we look forward to speaking to you and seeing you when you're over here. Good luck with the next line of duty and maybe the next nest as well. What about that house? I didn't, oh, tremendous. What? Oh, I know, I know. Cause I, I, the thing is, looking out that, I can see Greenock, and I, I think uh, we've got the better view over to them. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Comston, live on Go Radio Football Show. Martin, thanks very much. All the best. All the best, guys. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Yeah, great to hear Martin Comston. Oh, wait, oh, wait. 17, 17, 700. It's the new football phone in. It's the only way to start the evening here on Go Radio. And coming up next, don't go away, it's Barry Ferguson. Football show. And we're up and running again on the Go Radio app, so get listening now. It's back on. It did crash. So, yep, get on now because uh, the former Rangers captain is joining us in a second or two. In the first hour, we heard from Stephen Gerrard. He was talking about uh, this coming season and he's in charge of what happens, who comes, who goes from Rangers. And Neil Lennon talking about the pressure of 10 in a row. Well, you had the big news uh, this morning. Was that just this morning? We found out about Barry Ferguson joining the Go Radio football show. And Barry, you're going to be with us live on Monday night. But good evening, welcome to the show this evening. Yeah, how are you doing? Uh, great, it's good to hear you on, Barry. How excited are you for the new football season? Because it's been so long without it. Yeah, to be honest with you, I've, I've missed it. Um, obviously watching the Bundesliga games and then the English Premier League. But if I'm being honest, I miss the, the blood and thunder of, of the Scottish football. So I'm looking forward to it to get started tomorrow. We're obviously... The first game, Rangers up at Petaudry, it's going to be a cracker. It certainly will. But do you think the fact in the early games there's going to be no fans, Barry, do you think that will play any part for any of the matches? Because remember in England at the beginning and in the Bundesliga, the home teams, they struggled a bit. It's going to be different for the guys, there's, there's no doubt about that. I mean, these players are, are used to playing in, in front of fans, but they've had the, the pre-season games to get, to get used to playing in front of no fans so look, they just need to get their mind uh, mind round about it that there's not going to be any fans in the stadiums and try and be professional look we, I'm a big believer in football's nothing without the fans but in the meanwhile we've got to make sure we, we keep safe and, and healthy and, and in the meanwhile obviously there's not going to be fans so the players just need to get 
get their heads round about it and and get back to playing football. Barry, it's Rob here. Welcome to the the Go Football Show. It's going to be good to have you on board. How important is it the Rangers make a statement at Pataudry tomorrow? I mean, there's only 37 games to go afterwards, uh, but we will get carried away about it. Um, (laughs) What what do you think? Are they going to get out of the blocks? They need to, Rob. It's as simple as that. It's a, it's a a massive season. Obviously, everybody's talking about Celtic going for... Ten in a row, and obviously Rangers need to try and stop that, and they need to go up to Petodre tomorrow. And I don't care how they play; they just need to come away with three points and go off to a good start. That's the that will be the main objective um, from the managers and the players. It's not how you play. Sometimes we'll want to see good, attractive football, but the name of the game is getting three points, and they need to get that at Petodre, which is a difficult place to go. I've been up there plenty of times myself. It's it's always a hard game. There's, there's obviously a bit of tension between the both clubs. Yeah, but, just a tad. So, <laughs> I just a wee bit, but I've got no doubt in my mind they need to come away with three points. Barry, I believe you've met Cy Ferry. Barry, how are you doing? All right. <laughs> all right, how are you doing, Cy? Looking right. forward to listen to you soon. Listen, I'm enough of that SPL nonsense. You ready for this? I'm so delighted that you've agreed. Part of the deal you coming on is me getting a three-year deal with Kelly next year as the highest earner, is that right? <laughs> Listen, I've just been busy. I've just signed to your ex-teammate. I know you have the region, man. Who was it? Hooper? I Scott Hooper and Paddy Boyle. So I signed day two up in contracts. That's why I've, I couldn't make it in tonight. I've obviously been busy trying to get the deals over the line today, so I'm delighted to get there too. Two wait, good players. Wait a minute. You gave you gave this up for Scott Hooper and Paddy Boyle? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> You're too expensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to having you on, mate. Right, I'm looking forward to standing beside you because I'll obviously look good beside you because you're here surrendered. <laughs> Brilliant. Barry, it's going to be busy because you've still got Kelty Hearts as well as doing some TV work and uh, the podcast and obviously the Go Football Show. We're really pleased you're here. And what about the Celtic signing of the goalkeeper? Um, do you think... The, I mean, Fraser Foster was so important for Celtic last season. What do you feel about your rivals across the city? Yeah, Paul, I've got to agree with you. I mean, I, I believe that if you've got a top-class goalkeeper, and Fraser Foster certainly was yeah. a, a top-class goalkeeper, they're worth 12 to 15 points a season. Mm-hmm. You just need to go back to the, the League Cup final um, at Celtic 1-0. Uh, Fraser Foster won that game for me. He was immense that day. So I don't know too much about the new goalkeeper. Obviously, Lenny's had him watched and to pay, I think it was £4.5 million. Yeah. The guy must be, be pretty decent. So, um, but, uh, the spending of your team is so, so important. I, I heard you guys earlier on talking about that. And to get a top-quality goalkeeper um, is number one priority. i had done the same. Even at Kelty, I had to go and get a, a goalkeeper. I think it's so important that you've got somebody who commands the area and he's a massive presence. So certainly Fraser Foster was, was that for Celtic last year. Can we just get your thoughts, Barry, on the Alfredo Morelos saga? It's uh, developing into a bit of a saga. What would you do? Um, should he stay or should Rangers cash in? Well, Rob, see, to be honest with you, certainly in Scottish football, every player has a price on their head. And um, if they all come in and match that, kind of valuation that Rangers... 18 million or something like that, yeah. Yeah, well, I I think Rangers 
would seriously consider that. But what what I do think is, I, I think the manager will ha- have it in the back of his mind that he could go. So I think he'll have one or two replacements in mind. For me, I like him. I, I've always liked him. He plays in the edge. I know his discipline problems have been a worry for a lot of people, but that's part of his makeup. I like that. And when you get him fit, and when he's firing in all cylinders, he's a very good centre forward. So yeah, he, he could be a big loss for Rangers. But if they're talking eighteen million pound, it's a hell of a lot of money. Barry, a question I think coming in, Ali. Yes, hi Barry. We've got David, who's a Rangers fan from Kilmarnock, on the line. David, what's your question for Barry? Oh, hi guys, how you doing? Hi. Hello. Hi David. David. Hi Rob. How you doing? Hi, Great, thanks. Yeah, good. Uh, when do you get the game tomorrow? Uh, I know it's going to be difficult with no fans. Um, well, it's going to be on TV, which is a bonus. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, yeah. What do you think? I know it's a tough... What do you think? Game. What do you feel? Uh, well, no fans yet, but I get it. Uh, it'll be tough, but I think we'll get a good start. Yeah, it's going to be a good start for Rangers. Barry, what do you reckon? Don't give him too much because remember, there's no there's no win bonus tonight. <laughs> You're not actually in the clock. He'll be here on Monday, five till seven, in the Go Radio phone in. But yeah, yeah, what do you think, Barry? No, it's imperative that they get a result. As I said, a lot of people have been harping on about how good a pre-season Rangers have had, and I've watched every single game, and I have been impressed. And the thing that's impressed me has been the. The fitness levels, um, but I don't take too much into the results during pre-season. It's all about fitness and getting minutes into their legs, but certainly they're, they're looking in good shape to go up to, to Tawdry. And look, you've got to be confident. There's no... I would like to think inside that dressing room that they're confident that they can go and get a result and go and make a serious challenge to Celtic. Joe Arebo's been a bit of a standout, hasn't he, Barry? And uh, as I watched the... I was doing the Coventry game. Um, uh, and he's looking a bit yeah. special at the moment, isn't he? He has, he has Rob. Certainly, last season when I watched him, you could see there was potential in, in the guy. Um, and certainly in pre-season, he's been probably Rangers' best player. So it's a, he could be a massive player for Rangers this season. If he continues the sort of form he has in, in pre-season, well, things are, uh, things are looking good for, for uh, the boy Arebo and obviously Rangers. David, we've had a, a, a chat this morning. I was speaking with your captain, James Tavernier, yep. and he was saying that it might actually help being able to hear all the players and settle them in a little bit. What would you think about that, be able to hear each other shouting for the ball rather than all the fans kind of taking over? <laughs> hmm, that's a, a tough one. Well, <laughs> um, here's another thing, right? I don't know if you guys have picked this up. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll ask you this one. Oh. Is there going to be crowd noise? Yeah, yeah, I think Good they question. are going to use. Yep. I think they are going to use crowd noise. Yeah, do you do you like that idea? Yeah, because I'm actually yeah, because I'm actually blind. So ah, yeah. right, okay, mm-hmm. yeah. So the commentary would help you then quite yeah. a lot with the crowd yeah. noise as yeah. well. And they've got this really sophisticated system now, haven't they? Whereby, um, if it's a shot over the bar or a shot back off the post, yeah. they have the suitable sound to go with it. So it's not just yeah. it's not just noise for noise reason. It's actually sound that means something in relation to what's happening in the game. David, well, it's great to hear from you. I hope uh, you enjoy the show and you stick with us every evening. Five till seven, the Go Radio Football Show. 0808 1717700. Barry, thanks a million. We'll look forward to over the weekend and then Monday, five o'clock, here, socially distanced, Barry, in the studio. (laughs) 
look forward to it. Is that me getting thrown off already? Oh, you can stay. Hey, we'd be delighted. Not stay on. Um, in fact, well, I'll tell you, we're at one more topic then. We're going to hear from Neil Lennon speaking about with the striker. Everyone saw how well he played when he came back, you know, in the end of the winter, start of the spring, before COVID scored so many goals for Celtic and then came back. And the manager wasn't happy with him. Let's hear what he has to say about Lee Griffiths. He's already still a little bit, you know, behind the rest of them in terms of workload and, and conditioning. But like I said last week, I'm pretty, really pleased with the way, you know, he's knuckled down and um, you know he's he's in reasonable shape now. So he won't be far away from making the squad this weekend. Maybe too early for him, but again, we'll gauge that over, you know, the next 24 hours. Barry, were you surprised that um, he was left behind when they went to France? Yeah, well, obviously Lee's had his, his mental health issues and yeah. um, when he came back after the, the winter break, I've got to be honest with you, I thought he was he was different class up top with Edward. I yeah. thought two of them worked really well together. So I, I was a bit surprised, but listen, Lenny's obviously um, not been happy with the, the level of fitness that he, he's come back in at and he, he's told him to stay behind. And fair play to Lee, he's obviously went and worked hard and... I'm sure he'll not do that again. Barry, you've got the same problem, but it's with Bob Malcolm, your assistant manager, isn't it? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but see, Barry, see, for for me, like if I'm a midfielder for Celtic and Lee Griffiths is a wee bit overweight, you see past that, don't you? If you know a guy's going to get you 20 goals a season, you know, it doesn't bother you as a player too much, does it? No, look, I, if it was me and I was the captain, I'd put an arm round about yeah. him and say, listen, come on, you, you, you've got to... As long as you get career, your arm round him. <laughs> Yeah, I know, but look, Shai, you know what football's like now. The, the players are totally different. It's totally, I mean, they look after themselves. The They're way busy, sports yeah. science is, And the way sports science has went in the game, you, in, you track every single run they do and what they eat. So that's why I was a bit surprised that uh, Lee Griffiths coming back out of shape. Yeah, I know that's the thing I was thinking as well. He must have been sticking his heart rate monitor on his dug or something because, as you say, everyone's <laughs> recorded now, isn't it? <laughs> So nah, were there any problems? Did you hear a rate? Did anyone come back that Stephen Sharp wasn't happy with, or did they all come back pretty much in, in good shape? I think that what I think that was somebody that came a wee. I think you can see from the shape of some of them. But as I say, if somebody's going to get you twenty goals a season, you can see yep. past these things. You know, we had Matt Ritchie at Swindon, who was our best player. He used to come back a wee, a wee bit heavier. He enjoyed in summers, but the canner used to call him the fat little piggy. But you knew that he was going to be your best player for the rest of the season. So you see past these things, Rob. Absolutely. Why are you looking at me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. No, but um, I mean, Lee, Lee, Lee Griffiths is so important for Celtic and so important for Scotland as well. I mean, Stevie Clark will have been following this episode with interest because he desperately, Barry, needs Griffiths to be fit and firing for that Scotland-Israel game. Yep, 100%. That, that, that was obviously in the back of my mind as well because I'm excited about um, the Scotland team. Mm. There's a lot of good players, certainly in the midfield area. Um, you look at McGinn's and McGregor's and young Billy Gilmore coming through at Chelsea. I know Armstrong, you yeah. Just now. yeah. Armstrong, I mean, you can go on. You've got McTominay at Man Manchester United. The boy Ferry at Peterhead. The boy Ferry at Peterhead as well, Barry. <laughs> Great young coach. And then coach. obviously you've got, you've got Robbo and, and Kieran Tierney now uh, was yeah. flying with Arsenal. So it's exciting times. And if Lee Griffiths can get himself back up to the sort of shape he was in, just before we, we shut down for the, the coronavirus. Stephen Naismith, have we mentioned Ryan Fraser? Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're picking a good team here. No, you can go on. Look, I think it was a great job. I think we've picked the right guy as well in Stevie Clark. Mm -hmm. I think he's an excellent manager. 
um, everybody I speak to regarding his coaching on the on the pitch and his man management is excellent. So for me, things are looking up for the Scotland team. See what are they midfielders? Why don't we just get Craig Levine back as manager? Cause he played about eight in midfield, right. didn't he? When strikers, <laughs> yeah, no strikers. <laughs> I mean, not that from Yeah. <laughs> Barry, before oh, no, you go then, you. so tomorrow the FA Cup final, um, and we were just saying earlier, Kieran Tierney, big day for him. Billy Gilmer will be there. Um, they've allowed some more people to come in, but obviously he was amazing, as you said a moment ago. Who do you fancy tomorrow? The Gunners, or is it going to be Chelsea? What do you think? Lampard or Mikel Arteta? Yeah, that, yeah. You know, obviously Mikel's an ex-teammate yeah. myself, and it's great to see guys, obviously, going and doing really well and and obviously there's Pep's second-hand man and then he's went on to do... I think he's doing a great job at Arsenal, but mm. I've always had a soft spot for, for Chelsea and um, obviously I, I've kept a keen eye on Chelsea with a young kid coming through in Billy Gilman. I think... I don't care that the amount of pressure you, you can put on that kid. I think he's going to be a superstar. Mm. He's like a young Barry Ferguson, isn't he? Young Barry Ferguson. No, he's miles better than me, believe it. Miles wow. better. Um We've got potential to have a real superstar in, uh, in their national team. So I think Chelsea will just pip it. will be a close game, but Chelsea a goal for me. Si, what do you think? I fancy Chelsea. Chelsea. I think Chelsea have looked good the last... last, last yep. They painted battered Man United, didn't they? In the semi-final. Yep. And uh, I like Chelsea. I think Giroud came in and made a difference to their team as well. Ali, who do you think? Chelsea or Arsenal? I have to say Chelsea because my boyfriend supports Man United and he wouldn't like right. Arsenal one. <laughs> so he said his first say. I've just bought Chelsea yeah. uh, as a kid before they okay. became a multinational company. Um, but, you know, I, I, think, I think it's going to be Chelsea. Okay. Barry, thanks very much for joining us and we'll see you no and hear you on Monday at five. Look forward to it. Season Monday. Barry. Thanks very much. Barry Ferguson, former Rangers, Scotland, Blackburn, Rovers, a um, few other teams as well towards yeah. the end. What a player as well. Amazing. I mean, he said that Billy Gilmer would be much better than him, but Barry Ferguson oh. was outstanding talent of his uh, generation. What a player. I know. Yeah. I, I, you always wonder why, why can't we get another sort of that type of character of Barry Ferguson, yeah. you know, a proper winner. I do like the boy Gilmer, obviously, technically very good, but... Yeah. Getting these Scottish players with that mentality that mm -hmm. Barry Ferguson had, you know, that's what I think we're, we're, we're really missing mm -hmm. in this country. His, Ali, his nephew's yep. not a bad player either, is he? Indeed, Lewis, yeah. not half it, and he's yep. only 20 and he's yep. achieved a lot already. Yep. He looks a real prospect. Yep. Maybe you going to Rangers, would you, would you think? It's been spoken about, hasn't yep. it? Yeah. Family tradition. Squaring up to them tomorrow yep. at Petodre, uh -huh. yeah, playing in red. Yeah, Derek was such a great young player as well, wasn't he? I think yeah. Derek and Barry still uh, sleep in bunk beds as well. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, is everything working again? Is uh, Alexa, what's it saying? Um, no, Alexa's still down, still okay. crashed on that, but you can catch us on DAB, so you might want to sit in the car and listen to us. But you can always get in touch on the phone line 0808 08 700, as David said earlier, or you can drop us a text 87474. We've just had a wee text in for Sai as well. Um, who do you think will be the SPFL managerial casualty this season? It's from Greg Clark. Right, OK. We'll have a think about that because okay. a break coming up. Jackie McNamara is going to join us in a moment or two and it's great, isn't it? Of everyone on tonight then to have Jackie back and fit and he's mm -hmm. raising money for charity. So we're going to speak to him in a moment or two and we will also find out, Sai, who you think is going to maybe get the chop... I'm thinking, it's going, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be me for this show. <laughs> Are we talking managerial casualties already? <laughs> it's, the, it's the Goal Radio phone in. The Goal Radio football show. This is Paul Cooney with the gang. We have Ali Defoy, Rob McLean, Cy Ferry. 
make the date every night, Monday to Friday. Barry Ferguson will be in as well. We'll rotate the squad a wee bit. Socially distancing, of course. And uh, we're looking for your calls. 0808 17 17 700. 0808 17 17 700. You've cracked that number. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets passed. So who are we going to go to now? Newton Mearns. Uh, we're going to answer that in a moment to decide the one okay, before. Nice. Yeah. In fact, do you want to do it just now? Yeah. Who's the manager you think will be maybe the first to find it really tough this season? I fear for Hamlin. I know everyone says it every year, but when you look at the players that Hamlin have lost, I say, I, I watched quite a bit of Hamlin last year. Gogic for me was their best player. He's went to Hibs. McGowan was very good, went to Kilmarnock. And the other one that I really liked was Mikel Miller, who's went down to Rotherham. I think Brian Rice, and fair play to him, I love the fact that he's trying to do it. I think he's trying to change the philosophy of Hamlin, where they're going to be a, a footballing team now. Um, whether the players can do that, is yet to be seen so I think this could be the hardest year for Hamlin everyone says it every year yeah. don't they for the oh, Aquis yeah. I wonder how many seasons we have to go through before <laughs> we actually stop tipping Hamilton for relegation because actually it never happens but also Darry McKinnon sorry Darry McKinnon was our captain you know and he's mm. away now Darry McKinnon yeah. I think he was when you play against Hamilton you know when you're you can hear Darry McKinnon constantly mm. at players demanding standards I think when you lose your captain it's, it's going to be a tough season yeah, they've just signed um, from Livingston, Hakeem Adolphin, defender. So I don't know if that'll change your opinion on what you're thinking oh, with them. They're definitely staying up now. What a player here. <laughs> <laughs> but they well. have, they've got the way of just staying in the Premiership. And we'll find out what happens as the season goes on. Loads of people have been sending messages. So mm. we, we had Martin Compton on. We've got Ross King from LA. Wow. So yeah, from GMB and from Lorraine in the morning, listening wow. and enjoying the show. And we're going to Newton Merns because we've got Aaron on the line. Aaron, good evening. Hi guys, how's it going? Hi guys, yeah. Hey, How are you? Uh, I'm good, thank you, and all the best for the new show. Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thanks very much. So, what's your point? Uh, so, I want to ask a question around the new five substitutes rule mm. uh, and whether you think we'll see young players get some vital minutes and get some extra time on the pitch, or whether you believe that we'll see some tantrums from players getting taken off more often and experienced players get less time than they would probably like to get. Can I ask you a question, Aaron? Why are we increasing the number of subs? Yeah, I think I, think I can see some of the point in it, um, you know, in terms of there being less time available to get games fit in and stuff. Yeah, I think I've seen Boyle say there's only one free week if any games are suspended. As a fan, it seems frustrating for me. And as someone who used to play, it would frustrate me even more. But I just wonder if it, the positive might be that young players get an extra chance. Let's hope so, Si. Yeah, I think that... I've heard a few people saying it with the five subs two should be under 21 mm. I, I love that rule I think it's a great idea I also think it'll help Celtic and Rangers in Europe massively and, and I know you don't want to keep saying oh we need to help Celtic and Rangers but other countries do it with their top teams they help them in Europe if Celtic and Rangers do better in Europe it, it falls down to the other teams they get more money mm. on the back of that so I'm all for it I think it's a, it's a great idea As it, again but you need to have the two under 21 rule it'd be great to give the young players a chance surely that, that would be the advantage of it Aaron, what do you think about possibly having um, a variety on the pitch? Would you, for smaller teams, it's going to be a bit harder. They don't have as big a squad. <laughs> Might be okay point. for Celtic and Rangers, but as you, we go down the table, with no disrespect, they've not got as big a, a healthy squad. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Will that then force them to use yeah. young players? I'm Maybe, sure they've yeah. got a fair youth team so. to go and play. Um, you know, we, we don't produce enough young players coming through. So, especially, look at Rangers. You know, they need to be producing their own players, and this gives them a perfect opportunity. Aaron, that is a good point. What do you feel about the, the younger players getting a chance? Well, I'm just hopeful that they do. I hope yeah. we don't see any of this. You know, I think down south we've seen people only name six and seven boys on the bench mm, and yeah. just leaving young boys out. So mm -hmm. as long as we at least 
you know, put them on the bench and put your bench and give them opportunities where they can. And I would hope Celtic and Rangers would do similar. But the managers um, used to hate that three under twenty one rule because I used to be one of them that used to sneak on the bench and they used to make a point of saying we know there's players here on the bench and they're known here on merit, but we were picking up twelve hundred quid a win so on the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, Stephen Gerrard did say this morning the academy is something they are really focusing on at the moment, Good. so you never know. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron, how much are you looking forward to the football being back here in Scotland? I am really excited about it. It's been a tough, tough few months, um, so it's great to have it coming back, and then hopefully we'll start to see fans be reintroduced. You know, I think they'll say in September and in October, so hmm. that'll make all the difference as well. Yeah, we hope so. Thanks very much, Aaron. Thanks, We're on, Aaron. Yep, Aaron on the line there from Newton Mearns. We're off to Bells Hill now, and Kevin has dialed 0808 17 17 700. Hi, Kevin. Good evening. Thank you. Yeah, good thanks. Yeah, probably yeah. sure. You enjoying probably it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> good you're, you're on the right channel here. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, great. Probably. No, thank you, Kevin. So, what do you want uh, to say to Cy Ferry or Rob McLean or Ali Defoy? No, it's, but it is. It's yeah. uh, with Celtic's forwards. Yeah. So obviously, you get Brio, Brio, Griffiths, Kamala, yeah. Edward. Um, why? And obviously, they're searching for another forward. Why just no give you you a chance, virtually? No. There's, there's plenty of players there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Um, I think, uh, you know, Bio for me is, will, will not be a Celtic player. No. You know, I, I, don't, I don't think we'll see a lot of Bio next year. Kamala, fair play. Him. He's came back in, uh, in Great Nick. He looks like he's done lockdown in Barlini. Um <laughs> He's looking in Great Nick. Um, Griffiths, again, you need to get Lee Griffiths fit. He's a 20 goal season striker. Yeah. And you've got Griffiths and but Edward. That, that and again, the thing is, as well, Tommy, this is why. The guy's a goal scorer. Yeah. If he's a bit of stone overweight, well, if he's still scoring the goals, I know he needs to be fit, but if he's still doing the job, yeah, give the guy agree. a chance. Obviously, what he's been through in the last couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, and he works and really hard in the games, the eh? yeah. yeah. It's not like it affects you know him. I mean? he works, but like you say, Celtic have, you know, I know I've seen recently that Celtic have lost three players, you know, two have went to Bayern Munich and, and Man City. You know, that yeah, Celtic need to start playing young players so that these younger players, even younger 15, 16, see that there's a pathway into the first team. So, but, but, but surely they do, don't they? Don't they see the Mikey Johnstons coming through, the Kieran Tierney's? And I mean, the Celtic uh, recruitment process, the Celtic Academy process, has surely been working really well. Yeah, yeah. But well, well who was the last one? Tierney, yeah, Mikey Johnstons came through. Centre forward wise, when was yeah. the last young player that Celtic brought through centre forward? You jo- know, jo- jo- Mikey Johnstons, obviously. Mikey Johnson's actually huh? grown yeah. up, so he's going through this age where he's he's obviously got to get injuries, mm-hmm. um, and he has to build himself up to be a that's like be a man. Yeah, another one as well is a young Dembele. From what I've seen against yeah. Hibs, mate, he looked really good. You know that 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 rule of the under twenty ones could give you know kids like Karamoko Dembele a chance who you know who cares the age. You know if he can play, then get him in and, and give him yeah, minutes. Sai, Ke- Kevin, stay on. Do you want to ask a Scottish international player what he thinks of it? We've just phoned him. He's making his dinner. Stephen <laughs> O'Donnell is on the line on the Golf Football Show. Stephen, good evening. Hello. Good evening, how are you? Uh, great, thanks. Sorry, I couldn't get through good earlier evening. to firm it up, but thanks for coming on. Uh, uh, St- St- Stephen is yeah. very accomplished in the kitchen uh, as well. I think I'm right in saying, <laughs> isn't that right, Stephen? What are you rattling up uh, tonight for tea? Uh, uh, I've actually just finished. I was just uh, I had a barbecue. I was ma- oh. making used to the good weather, so... Great. Had, uh, and what was on the menu? Barbecue. There was uh, chicken skewers, there was is it king ribs. I don't know, my wife went to the butchers, I just get told to put it on. So. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen, Kevin's on from Bells Hill and he's saying about Lee Griffiths, the goals he scores, you know, who cares if he's a wee bit overweight just now, that you have to play him. You played against him just you know a few months ago. What do you feel about the skills and the talent of Lee Griffiths? Look, I, I, 
the game we played against them, I think he actually scored, and it was one of his first games back, I think. Because I remember, I think Chris Boyd had gave a wee bit of stick in the sky, and he kind of was, I think, pointing to him in the, the stand, kind of as if to say, I'm answering your critics. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know really what's going on with, with Griffiths. What I do know is when he's fit or gets selected, he's he's a handful, he's tough to play against, and he's, he's, he's a very, very good finisher. So I'm not... It's very hard for me to say what's wrong with him, because I don't know why they're saying it's fitness, but... I just hope that he got, for, for Celtic fans, I hope that he's back fit and, and scoring goals to help them get 10 in a row. And Kevin, you must be pleased with Edward still there. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, obviously. Um, hopefully, going for 10 in a row. I don't, I don't think we'll have him next season, to yeah, be honest. But I guess that's what I'm saying to um, you. Do you think the handcuffs are on? Keep him for the season. Uh, it's such a massive one. Do you think that's what's going to happen, wait, Kevin? He, yeah. I, I think he's, he, knows, he knows what's what's at stake this season so I, I think he'll be here this season then he'll go and pass us there what a player he yeah. seems so level headed as well because other players you know who have been in that situation scoring that amount of goals would, would usually demand a transfer fee you know he seems like he's happy to, to stay and learn his trade and then, and then go to a big club Stephen O'Donnell is on the line Stephen what was he like to play against Edward uh, <laughs> Edward is a ridiculous handful. He is so strong for somebody that sometimes I think you can kind of think because he's so good with his feet that he's he's maybe a bit lightweight. He's bullied me a number of times, <laughs> and uh, he's got he's got a wee bit of everything. He, to, to me, he's the 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 cherry on top of the icing. He's um he kind of really finishes off that that Celtic attack, in my opinion. You still talking about your dinner with that cherry on top of the icing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's in desserts just coming. <laughs> it's raining where we are. I don't know how you I got know. it so warm. The, I think you got a barbecue just in time there, Stephen. What's, uh, what's, what's happening with your career, Stephen? Um, where will we see you popping up next? Uh, I'm not too sure just now. Um, I'm in. A, I'm, I'm in training with Hamilton uh, over the last couple of weeks. I've I've actually loved being back in just see kicking a ball. It's been a while since the lockdown and whatnot been. Involved, so it's nice to be in. They've been great, allowing me to come in and train with all the corona testing and stuff that needs to be done. So I'm enjoying that. And to be honest, that's really all I'm at. I'm, I'm going into to work. Uh, I'm going in training hard, coming home and enjoying my time with my my wife and wee boy still, and then and waiting for the the phone call to go by the agent telling me that I've got a couple of good options and and we'll see. There's been a couple of offers and I'm just not quite. Sure for the right one. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell us about them. It'll go no further. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking for a right back up at Peterhead, if you fancy. Stephen, I suppose with the transfer window being until October, activity is going to be much later this year. It's very different because we were talking about you earlier today and saying, "Well, why are you not at a club yet?" But I guess you've got time mm. to see the offers coming in and see uh, where it is you fancy next. I'm also interested to know why did you leave Kilmarnock? Um, well. First and foremost, I think the, the the time and it's just very unfortunate for me regarding the the coronavirus. It's unfortunate yeah. for a lot of people. I'm not, but mm-hmm. it just means I, I'll probably, if I want to be patient for, especially the English clubs, because mm-hmm. their season's literally just finished, mm-hmm. and um, I'll need to be patient. But equally comes that the the risk comes attached to it because well, what if they all go? I really like him, but we don't need a right back, or we don't think he's good enough, and then you're sitting. Two months down the line from now, and going, I'm still unemployed, and and I'm looking for a club. So that that's where the trickiness comes, um, and that's why it needs to be. If, if I feel it's the right move, I'll take it now. Um, but that needs to be the case. Um, the reasons for Liam Kilmarnock, I'd kind of made, made my mind up even 
under at the tail end of Steve Clark. I, was like, I wanted a, a fresh start. I, I wanted a, a, the near two years. I was looking forward to my last year, and 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 hopefully I, I'd hoped under Steve Clark. Then obviously the change, but I was just I work hard in my my contracts, and I leave at the end of them. Um, I don't moan too much in in between that, um, and I, I'm normally fit throughout all of them. So I uh, I just had, had been there three years. I'd loved my time there. It was a real successful time at the club. And, sure uh, was. And, and disappointing how it kind of ended, and but then equally the manager Alex Dyer came in and made it so much harder because Alex is somebody I've worked with under Steve Clark yep. and then at Scotland and he's someone I have so much um, respect for and 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 it would have been very easy for me to to sign again under him, um, but sometimes you need to. I'd, I'd played with Scotland. I know that if I want to continue being that squad, I need to be operating at the highest level possible. And I felt, um, obviously, with Tierney doing really well down at, down at Arsenal and then Palmer plays in, in, in Sheffield Wednesday, if I, if I think I've got a chance of being in it, I need to be playing at that level. Um, and obviously not the, the Premiership, but thinking trying to get to the Championship. So I've taken a risk. It might not happen. Uh, if something which I feel is better comes up um, between now and then, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely jump at it. But And you want to be involved in that Scotland-Israel game, don't you? Oh, look, I, I think it's going to be more and more difficult now. Um, the longer I go without a club and without getting competitive games, especially the fact that the the SPL start or the, the Premiership of Scotland starting at the weekend, um, it will make it very difficult for Steve Clark to pick me. But um, that's just sadly again the the coronavirus has kind of meant that everything's a wee bit out of sync. And as I said, I'd I'd definitely hoped I was in contention come the if it had played at its original date. Mm-hmm. But um, but since then you've got Tierney winning Player of the Month. You've got um, Palmer played every week, staying in the Championship again. So it's um, and then you've also got Greg Taylor and Andy Robertson who aren't very good themselves either. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's, uh, there's certainly it's uh, it'll be difficult. But as I said, that's football, and I just hope that I can get back playing and operating a level that I'm. I'm, I'm in the manager's thoughts that's all I can really ask for Sorry, I'm sure he will he'll get a good club yeah, I mean, you've definitely. got to admire him just to holding his nerve do you know what yeah. I do like that I don't yeah. think you get a lot of guys that back no. themselves the way he has you know yeah. in these times especially you're taking a wee risk with uh, no club there but no fair play to you and, uh, Scotland International you'd imagine you can get a, yep. uh, an English Championship club definitely well, that's a big sacrifice isn't it the the, the prospect of missing out on yeah, Scotland Israel yep well, Stephen, we can offer you a wee contract to come on the programme next week. <laughs> come into the studio and join us. And um, we'll phone you later. We'll get back to... Is there a dessert? Have you had that as well? Was that the cherry? Have yeah, the cherry. Yeah. <laughs> on the icing, on the cake. That's Stephen O'Donnell, <laughs> Scotland international player, joining us. Thanks, Stephen. Thanks, Stephen. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Yeah. Coming up next. It's great. We just phoned and uh, he's a really good player. Yeah, he was a young yeah. kid when I was at Celtic, actually. Uh, he was yeah. a couple of years younger than me. Do you know what I loved about? Always had loads of enthusiasm. He was always asking questions, wanting to get better. He was doing doing extra, so it's no um, surprise to see him doing well. Okay. And, he, and he took a real leap up the ladder, didn't he, with his performances under Stevie Clark at Kilmarnock, and then getting into the Scotland team. I mean, you know, probably a couple of years ago, he wouldn't have believed that was possible. Yeah, would well, you think he's a better option at right back than uh, than moving Tierney or Robertson over now? I think you'd want Tierney in the team. However, yeah. you do it, yeah. you'd want Tierney in the team and Robertson. So he's been playing. In, sorry, he's been playing at yep. left out back three tier near Arsenal, mm-hmm. hasn't he? So yep, that, that could be an option yep. for Scotland as well. Okay, Jackie McNamara is going to join us in a couple of minutes. And Ali, all the socials are working again. Some of them working on the app. And the phone is oh eight oh eight one seven one seven seven hundred. Back in two minutes with Jackie McNamara. 
The Bull Radio Football Show. If you missed Go Breakfast with Crofty, Adele and Grado, you missed this. I've had somebody ask me to buy my, my pants. What? I thought they meant one of my leotards because wrestling fans like to buy memorabilia. That's I got an email, right. can I buy your underwear? And I went, do you mean, do you, do you mean my, my leotard? They said, no, your underwear. So I was with my mate and he says, get him sell £150. But the guy wanted to see pictures of me in the underwear. Oh no, I can't cope. <laughs> tell me you didn't do it. Well, I cut my head out, sent it away. That's it, I, I sent him back the picture. How did there. you get the money? How do you know I sold them? Because oh, I know you. <laughs> I know you well enough to know it. My good pre-mat number sent second class. Go breakfast with Crofty, Adele and Grado. Back Monday morning when you wake up. Let's go! 6.41 Friday evening 31st of July 2020 football is back tomorrow 12.30 Aberdeen against Rangers and then a full card for the rest of the day and then on Sunday Celtic against Hamilton Ackies well as somebody who played for Celtic for so many years with such distinction and a few other clubs as well and for Scotland I'm delighted to welcome to the programme Jackie McNamara Jackie good evening Good evening, how are you doing? You all right? uh, great to hear you, Jackie. We, uh, you know, everyone was stunned um, when you uh, took ill uh, in February, and you've made a recovery, and you're out uh, raising money. You've been on the on the trail today, on a, a walk from uh, Lanarkshire to into Glasgow. How are you feeling, Jackie? First of all, <laughs> a bit tired. Um, yeah, it's been, a bit, it's, been a, it's been a while since I've walked that, that distance, but no, I was delighted. It was a lovely day as well, so. A good turnout, uh, everybody there, and just uh, delighted to be out walking again and doing normal stuff. Tell us what it was all about, Jackie, the the fundraising for charity, etc. Well, uh, Simon uh, Donnelly, um, he, he'd started doing stuff for the whole of July uh, for the two charities. One was for Edinburgh Headway, that with people with adults with brain injuries, and another one was for the, the Glasgow Children's Hospital. So he, he covered the uh, up until today, 280 um, kilometres, and he was finished on today, so it's basically 10 kilometres a day for all the months, so I decided just to come and try and do the last day with him with a few others, and it was uh, it was great. You Did know, I hear Tom Boyd was involved? Yeah, Boyd, Boyd started off... Uh, was he in a taxi, or was he... He, he, oh. <laughs> he, he'd a, he'd a, he took a little swear bit of because he's a golf day today. <laughs> so Not like him. He done the, I didn't mother well to, to his local golf club in Borvo. Mm. Um, it left us there, but it was great to see him. Jackie, what tired you? Was it the walker? Was it Simon Donnelly's banner? <laughs> no, I was moving around <laughs> the group, so talking to a few. I probably put a few to sleep, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> my story. That <laughs> uh, no, was good. And Jackie, you're raising money then for the Glasgow Children's Hospital charity, which is amazing. And Headway, what would you say about the Headway and how they're helping people in the position that you? I mean, you're seemed fit as a fiddle and then you just went down that day in February um, so what have Headway done for you? I think there is support I think um, you know you know, since this happened I've had a lot of letters and uh, from people that's experienced the same kind of thing or what their parents had and you know and it's uh, it's, it's quite a hard thing to, to deal with and put me terms with and, you know and Fortunately, you know, I've been quite lucky that I've not got any long-lasting effects of speech or memory or anything. You know, I've been quite lucky in my recovery. But a lot of people haven't been so lucky and need that support, and that's what they give them. And how can people donate? Because we'd like to donate to it. So what can we do? 
And what would you say to the um, listeners on Go Tonight? Seriously, Jackie, so that we can give something back for you because you gave so many great moments for people and a few difficult times as well for opposition. But if you, how can we contact Headway and the Glasgow Children's? I know the Glasgow Children's uh, Hospital charity well and Headway. So can we get in touch? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's up in the Instagram and Twitter yeah. pages. You know, with, with Simon Donnelly's and our, our company, Consilium Sports Group, okay. um, yeah. the stuff that we'll send the links to. It. Um, and uh, again, it's it's good causes, and there's there's a lot like that just now. You know. And Jackie, what kind of response from football, the world of football, did you get when when you recovered? Yeah, it was fantastic. You know, the the first obviously the first um, initial bit when I fell on the Saturday and. I had to wait till the Monday morning to get the operation, and which put me in the coma. Uh, it didn't go well, and yeah. uh, I came out uh, just over 24 hours later. I was fortunate, and um, but when I could, it's probably about a week, 10 days after that, that I could start, you know, looking at things and with the family around, and I seen all the support and all the messages from from all sides. It was it was really humbling, and it really helped me, you know, at a difficult time. And people have been talking quite rightly, praising the NHS and the st- the, the health staff. Um, the treatment they yeah. they gave you um, was just immense. It was, yeah. I mean, the, the you know, as I said, I've been very fortunate to survive it. And the initial when I fell, I was fortunate with two ladies, the paramedics that were in the area in my house, yeah. five minutes away. Otherwise, you know, I wouldn't have made it to the hospital. Um, uh, and the staff there, and the scanning and transferring to whole neurosurgery. You know, and the neurosurgeons there, the job they do along with the nurses, it's just, it's incredible. You know, the the ward I was in wasn't a great ward in terms of the recovery with different people with brain injuries and being hit by cars and stuff. And uh, but the, the nurses and the staff were just superb. It must change your whole perspective, Jackie. Moving on. Yeah, it's it's um, you know it's just obviously trying to explain like, why did this happen? You know, was it wasn't feeling right? What, what's going on? But you know, I was told that when I, when I came out and recovering that it, it could have happened from it was one of the things that I was just born with, just the way you know it could have happened from birth at any time. And, um, so I'd just been a walk my way for the dogs and I just didn't feel right and just fell, just collapsed. I just spoke to him. You know, it was a, a bit of a scare, and you know, and it said the same thing happened to the, mm. the great David Cooper, where he was yeah. uh, filming at, at Broadwood. Yep. Um, it's happened to a lot of people, and as I said, since it's happened to me, I've had a lot of emails and letters from people, and that's, you know, maybe parents happened to their parents that weren't so lucky as myself, but didn't make it. And it, it does give you an outlook of things totally differently. Well, Jackie, after uh, that walk today, I take it the feet up tomorrow and you'll be listening and watching um, Aberdeen Rangers and then Sunday, Celtic against Ackies. Yeah, to be honest, I think I think everybody's just so looking forward to the football starting. It's, it's still not going to be the same without the, the fans here. No. Um, but, you know, we'll take whatever we've been through in lockdown and watching games. and It's just great to have the, the games coming back on again and... Um, something to look forward to uh, I look forward to both well, all the games really over the weekend mm-hmm. It seems like no time at all since you were involved in stopping a 10 in a row chance for Rangers when you were at Celtic and this season it'll be Rangers trying to stop Celtic uh, Celtic's trying to stop Rangers yeah. this time it's uh, the other way around Yeah it's uh, 
it's it's going to be an interesting season. I think um, there's a lot of pressure on both sets, um, you know, for for different reasons to try and stop it and Celtic to try and create a bit of history. You know, back then we were obviously we weren't favourites to win it. You know, with Rangers being successful in that time, but you know, with a good a good dressing room and, and um, a great a great support around us, and we, we managed to do it uh, in the last day. And it was a fantastic occasion, and everybody connected with the club. And you know, this this season, it's going to be intriguing how, how it all pans out. You know, the you know what players come in to start with. There's not been a lot of movement in the transfer front from both clubs, but I think there's a lot happening over the next month. You've had an amazing journey in football, Jackie. I mean, one of the one of the strangest spells for me, anyway, looking in from the outside, was when you were sacked as manager at York City, and then a few days later, you became the chief executive. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't a it wasn't an enjoyable time uh, in football. But you know, when I resigned there, um, I'm still best friends with the, the owner and the chairman, uh, Jason. Who was fortunately was with me when I collapsed. Uh, you know, was right in the scene when I collapsed in the hospital, waiting for me and stuff. He's one of my best friends in the world, which didn't work for me in terms of the football. But when he asked me to go up the stairs because he he trusted me and hadn't had that before with people, it made me feel. Special. I wanted to do it for him rather than myself. It's, it wasn't a, a job that I enjoyed doing. No. But you know, I, I decided to go and do it and help him out until he got into the new stadium. Um, but it worked out that I left before that. Uh, but as an experience, you know, you get experience in football, some good, some bad. And York wasn't a wasn't a great experience for me. It was a big learning experience, but it wasn't a great one. Jackie, I think we've found out how much has been raised so far. Ali Defoy has the news. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, Jackie, and obviously part of your walk today would be a massive part of this, but it's over £6,500 have been raised, and that's between the Children's Hospital in Glasgow and also Headway Charity. How do you feel about that? Fantastic. That's fantastic. Delighted to the guys how they've done it, and you see, I just turned up today, haven't they? They've put so much work and effort into it, and I'm so... uh, so pleased and proud that they've managed to do that. Great. Fantastic. Amazing. And final point, how's the best Tyler in Scotland? Your brother, Donny. <laughs> Give yeah, him our best, he's, yeah. I will. He's, he's, I'm actually at his house just now. I just oh. told him his house just now. So he's he done the walk with me today as well. Well, t- tell him Ross King has just uh, sent an email from LA. He's listening. And he was in the theatre yeah. with Donny, as you remember, oh, at the yeah. Kings in Edinburgh, remember? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, Jackie, you were indeed. 95, that was. Yeah. Listen, thanks very much for joining us. Jackie McNamara, Jackie, sure. all the very best to you and the family. Thank you. Thanks very much. Thanks. Thank, Thank you. you. On the Golf Football Show, wow. I mean, it just shows you what life's about, isn't it? Yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a great guy. Uh, yeah. Again, young player at Celtic, Jackie McNamara yeah. was a captain at the time. I mean, he could not have been a, nice, a nicer guy for, for younger players. Always there to lend a, a word of advice, ever, ever needed any. Jackie McNamara was the guy you went to also ruined my Dundee career which I still hate him for because uh, I was doing alright at Dundee and then we played Dundee United and every time we played them he would put Stuart Armstrong on me and he would run me ragged so Jackie McNamara and Stuart Armstrong ended my Dundee career so thank you Jackie I love that you waited till he's <laughs> off the phone to, tell to say that. I've actually told him before and he agreed but he said that I was the weak link and he knew that Armstrong could murder us so oh. there you go sometimes you <laughs> under the radar Jackie didn't he as a yeah. player with maybe yeah. more headline grabbing yeah. guys around him yeah. but he was a Immense. Yeah, he was a tough, wasn't he? He was yeah. a tough yeah. player, Jackie. Yeah. 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 You look he, back, he, he was yeah. the sort of the, the choir boy, the schoolboy looks. But, 
but uh, he'd a bit quite assassin. Yeah. yeah, he was. So, Robert, in the last few minutes of the programme, thoughts tonight wow. and looking forward to, to the weekend. Absolutely. So, some of the headlight Aberdeen uh, for Rangers tomorrow. Yeah, it's uh, Rangers at Pataudry opening up their campaign. What a campaign it is for Steven Gerrard and his team. Uh, can they set out on the road to stopping Celtic doing 10 on the trot? That's a 12.30 kick-off. It's Dundee United and St Johnston. The meeting of the two new managers, Mickey Mellon and Callum Davidson. Hibbs and Kilmarnock at Easter Road, St Mirren, Livingston and Paisley and then on Sunday 4.30 kick off this one Celtic against Hamilton the champions opening up their latest defence and Monday night for Ross County and Motherwell in Dingwall and that's 7.45 He's got an all sort of football icon there hasn't he? TV and radios Sorted But we're not letting you off easily What do you think tomorrow Aberdeen against Rangers Who's going to win? So Ali what do you think? Aberdeen Rangers? Bataudry? Do you know what? Just because yeah. Derek McInnes is a neighbour I'm going to go Aberdeen Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm going Rangers. So, I mean, yeah. no, no fans. I think Rangers have played really well in pre-season without fans. You know, I think that's a real positive for them. I think where the struggle is when the Rangers fans are maybe on their back, and some of them don't show for the ball as much as they did before. Uh, no Cosgrove, massive for Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen will be camped in. They won't have an outball hit with Cosgrove up front. Uh, I can only see Rangers winning. Mm-hmm. Aberdeen have signed Ryan Edmondson, a 19-year-old on loan from Leeds. That was a very rapidly done bit of business. I think he's six foot three, so he sounds like he's a striker cut in the mould of Sam Cosgrove, who's injured, of course. But uh, they've got a youngster on their books called Bruce Anderson, I think, who's expected to play tomorrow. But it's going to be interesting, minus Cosgrove, uh, how are Aberdeen going to go about it? Will they maybe throw something at Rangers that they aren't expecting? We'll find out at 12.30 tomorrow. Pre-season, uh, does it mean anything? Rangers yeah. have had a great pre-season though. Yeah, no, we, it doesn't. No. I, rem- I remember Tony Mowbray came in at Celtic and I thought, wow, we played pre-season again. I was sitting watching on the bench uh, and I th- <laughs> we were playing like Man United. We came back to start the season we were like Lockie United. So... Um, <laughs> Definitely does not mean a thing. Uh, as I say, you know the pressure. The pressure of being a Rangers player is being able to play in front of fifty thousand fans. Mm-hmm. When you're not having the best game, are you still brave enough to go and show for the ball? So, I think it definitely suits these, the Rangers players not have a, a, a crowd up at Pataudry. Again, Pataudry, the fans play such a big part in, in going up there. You know that it's a hard place to go when the fans are are back in Aberdeen. So, uh, it's all looking in Rangers' favour for this weekend. Dundee United, St Johnson. Who would you go for? St Johnston. St Johnston. I think uh, St Johnston yeah. and Craig Conway is a great signing for them. You know, I thought Dundee United would bring in more players than what they have. Obviously, rely heavily on Shankland. Other than that, I don't know who really scores goals for Dundee United. Um, <laughs> Callum Davidson's came in. I've heard great things. I think they're going to change formation. They're going to change the way they play. So, I think St Johnston could have a good season. Hibs Kelly. Hibs Kelly. I'll go with Hibbs. I go think Hibbs, Hibbs again yeah. will be very good You're under Jack Ross. Hibbs, aren't you? I am. I, th- I think Jack Ross is a very good manager. You know, you watch the Sunderland documentary. I was a bit harsh on him for not getting them promoted, but when you see what, what he had to deal with in there, dearie me, yeah. um, guys that you speak to that have played for him speak really highly of him. So I expect to have Hibbs to challenge for top three this year. But Kelly have still yeah. got Dicker and Power yeah. in the engine room, uh, and as long as they're there, Kelly are going to be hard to beat. And Ali, how much are you looking forward? You'll be on live tomorrow at St Mirren against Livingston. Yeah, very fortunate to be in the ground for St Mirren TV tomorrow. It's going to be interesting, um, exciting. We've got a new back four at St Mirren, so that's going to be great to see an old former captain. So that Good back four as well, experience. Ali. Good signings in the back four. Tate, the Motherwell captain, great signing. I love it as if I'm getting the credit for this. <laughs> take it. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, I think Goody's, Goody's been good. Well, if you look at St Mirren, they've signed two SPL captains in... Um, 
Tate and Marcus Fraser from Ross County so I think Jim Goodwin again his teams will be hard to beat and, and signing two SPL captains in your back four great business they've, they've got Joe yeah. Shaughnessy in the middle of yeah, the back four as well he's a former captain as well so Good point. plenty yeah. of leaders and on Sunday the champion Celtic against Hamilton I you've already said so I think earlier on that think? could be that could yeah. be a big score for me so. I fear the worst for Hamilton Rob Brian Rice has been on the phone after you said earlier <laughs> that the goalie wouldn't have a save to make against Ackies they've sprung a surprise or two before Celtic opening up against Hamilton Sunday right. Hamilton love yeah. people writing them off they'll love me <laughs> saying this this will be a really bit of feel and Monday night Ross County against Motherwell Craig Brown's going to be joining us Barry Ferguson will be with us Tuesday Stephen Cragen Wednesday Charlie McGrew Barry Ferguson as well Paul Cooney with Rob Cy and Ali and all the team thanks very much for joining us see you Monday at 5 <laughs>